0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, is the man behind the Twitter, of the other third of this operation, the other half of Above the Ring, Scott. Scott, how are we
1: doing post-mania? Well, until this afternoon, we're doing great. Now? Now I'm angry.
0: Well... Before we get into your anger, Scott. And I know it's not just your anger, but the anger of wrestling fans around the world. (sighs) Let's get into some lesser known news. Or not as... Well, actually, the first article I want to talk about... This weekend. Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions podcast aired with Chris Jericho on it. I'm not sure if you guys... I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, by listening to, like, the first half hour. The first half hour, Stone Cold, off the bat, asks him, so how'd the AEW thing come about? They talked AEW for a good 20 minutes to a half hour. Just, like, the contract and, you know, you know how it can Very, very level-headed, very professional. You know, from, you know, as fans, we get a little rabid sometimes, but when they're in the business, when they're in the business, some of these guys who are very professional, like even, even Stone Cold. Stone Cold, I know, watches AEW. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's a big fan. Um, You know, Chris Jericho, he's just, he's a, he's always inventing himself. He's You know, he's like no, no harm, you know, with leaving WWE. He's like buddy, buddy. I remember years ago, he was like, you know, Vince, Vince McMahon was like one of his best friends for whatever reason. Vince latched on to Chris Jericho after he right. signed with the company. You know, no harm done. Um, it's a really good listen. Really good listen. Really weird to listen to AEW talk on technically a WWE product. Right.
1: Technically.
0: Um,
1: you know, with get- it be? Oh, I was just say with being on um, Peacock now. It's a, it's. Not necessarily a WWE product. So we might get more of these.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, imagine if... Because uh, he even praised Kenny Omega. Like, Stone Cold likes Kenny Omega. Imagine if he showed up. Can he talk to Steve Austin.
1: Oh, my God. I just want Kenny to be in character, though, while he's doing it. <laughs> just, to, just to have him, like, talk down to Steve be some of the greatest shit I'd ever seen because you'd have Steve go into character and then it it would just be absolute gold well
0: well did you ever hear the story about when MJF was on no he had MJF on and MJF he was kind of in character and kind of wasn't So towards the end, Stone Cold looks at him and goes, I don't know if you're in character or not, but I'll tell you what. If you keep that up, you see that glass paneling back there, you're going to be the second person to go through that. (laughs) So
1: um,
0: just something I think everyone needs to check out. I think listening to it, as rabid as fans are, the AEW folk, the WWE folk, the New Japan folk, people who are rabid about their product, I think listening it from this perspective... It's kind of very, you know, brings you back down to the planet. They're people. You know, we may not like what they do, as Scott will tell you in a few minutes. Um, but you know, professionally, no harm, you know, that walk off on good terms and be professional. That's, that's, you know, probably for the best. Um, you want to talk about signing, Scott? Marie Canalis and Mike Bennett have signed full-time contracts with Ring of Honor. I did see that. Good for them. Um, I know a lot of us are not really watching Ring of Honor. I don't see a lot of Ring of Honor talk anymore. Since, I mean, AEW pretty much is what was the driving force of Ring of Honor at some one point. Right. But, that being said... Uh, definitely want to hop on that train and check it out and see what's going on um, but they are signed i don't know how long they're signed for
1: uh, yeah i don't think oh. it, i don't think it re- did they release the actual figures because no, normally it's like multi-year contract or something to that extent they yeah, don't actually fine. give away the figures um, i believe that they might still be on nessen randomly i don't know i have to i got to check again um, Nessing
0: in Fight TV.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I am... uh Sorry, I'm actually drinking this time. Not like the last time I was trashed on this episode.
1: <laughs> that was a fun episode to do. Um,
0: you guys haven't checked it I, out. Listen to Above the Ring. I don't know what number it is, but it's called He Lost His Damn Mind.
1: Yes. That one actually got a big boost... Um at one point, and I was wondering why, and then I listened to it. and I'm like, "That's why." <laughs> yeah, Sam so, got a little, a little intoxicated with the old
0: drinky drink. A little bit of drinky drink. If I if Dogecoin keeps going the way it is right now, it's at thirty two cents. I will be doing a lot of drinky drink.
1: There you go. Um,
0: speaking of which, um, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna jump over to a brand we don't really talk about, uh, GCW, um. Nick gage i guess won re re won his title this past week um re- uh the g c w world title uh, da, 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 da. am I reading the right thing yeah I think it was this or at least last week lo and behold a certain somebody comes out to challenge him that would happen to be. Good old John Moxley. <laughs> now, for those of you who know, GCW is very well known for their hardcore uh, antics. Uh, that's where Joey Janela came from. But also, you got to remember, Nick Gage was the first ever CZW World Heavyweight Champion.
1: You know, you want to talk about hardcore? <laughs>
0: yeah, and you know, John Moxley back in the day—if nobody's ever seen him—watch, find the uh, John Moxley at the Tournament of Death. He's like 24 years old, and he takes a chainsaw to the head. Yep. It's a, it's a cringy, cringy video, but it's worth watching. This is There's something about this. You know, a big WWE star like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it like that. Somebody who's huge, WWE World Champion, going back to his roots, and, like, he's just – he has so much steam right now, so much momentum. Yeah. You know, I – if this if this match is something that's set in stone, I will be watching this nice please make sure da, 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 da. yeah no okay so scott let's um let's talk about what happened today. we're gonna say it's today, even though it's gonna be posted on
1: Friday sadness Sam so. You know, every once in a while, especially during, you know, my other my other job, when I'm on a break, I'll, uh, I'll peruse the old Twitter just to see what's going on, try to be active, make a post or two, you know, try to keep our digital footprint out there. And then I discovered that the floodgates started to open. And WWE decided that today, also being one year to the day of Black Wednesday, when they released 20 superstars, they decided that today would be a good day to do it again.
0: It was crazy because we had talked about it. I think we were talking about, it. oh, yeah, it's one year to the day. And it's like, yeah, Mickie James and uh, Billy Cages got released. Oh, that's ironic. And then the people you know, Twitter kept going and going and going.
1: Like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Not just those two? No. We ended up we ended off with ten people overall. Uh at least that's the last time as of this recording. Um so yes, started off with Mickey James, Billy Kay. We also lost um Peyton Royce, Bo Dallas. Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, and the biggest one, and this one physically rocked me when I noticed this, but the release of Samoa Joe. Now, we all know Joe's history with getting hurt, especially since he's been in WWE, when he was with TNA, he was he'd get injured like everybody else, but it wasn't as often. So I don't know if it's age, I don't know if it's just the schedule that he was in with with WWE. But I know his last injury was actually done while making a, a goddamn commercial for RAW. He took a power bomb into the, um, the commentary table, and he hit his head and. Caused a major concussion, and he missed a year of wrestling. Now, with this past Raw, Samoa Joe – well, I should take that back. With this Raw, they revamped the Raw announce team. They removed Samoa Joe and and Tom Phillips, and they put in – of course, now I forget his name – um, they put Corey Graves back in from SmackDown, and they also introduced a new commentator who comes from the MLB, MLB network. So, again, WWE tried to do this whole sports centric thing. The new guy did a good job. Obviously, he's still learning, and Corey Graves and Byron Saxon did a marvelous job filling in the holes, you know, calling the moves more. It was fine. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. <clears throat> they took Joe out. Um, even though Joe was a really good commentator, said that he must be ready to go for an in-ring return. Raw goes through its whole episode, and I'm waiting, like, patiently. And the show rolls around, and I'm like, all right, he's going to come out now, right? Nope. Okay, no. All right, that's fine. Maybe he's going to be on SmackDown. That's totally fine. I was all excited for this Friday to see what happens, and then I see his name drop today. And I damn near flipped my table. I damn near flipped my desk at work. I don't know what it is. Are they not medically clearing him? And he just simply asked for his release? I think they wanted him to be a full-time commentator. And Joe's like, no. I still have plenty left to go. I don't know.
0: I <clears> cannot <throat> remember. The, the, I... Was not familiar with Impact at the time when his, he got signed, but I knew who Joe was. And I think Samoa Joe was a serious signing when it happened. It was. I people like, yo, Samoa Joe's coming over? What?
1: Hey, I still remember the first day he showed up at NXT, nobody knew about it. This was a legit surprise sign and show up. I mean, the NXT kind of did that for a little while. Like they had James Storm on randomly. That kind of like blew the the roof off of things for uh, for a night. And then <clears throat> when Joe showed up, I can't even tell you the amount of excitement that I had because Joe had been one of my favorite performers to watch when he was with TNA. I didn't get to catch his ROH stuff because I really didn't know of ROH back then. And that's on me for not knowing. But I was like, oh, my God, he's in NXT. It's only a matter of time before he's on the main roster. And he's winning championships. And everything's going to be amazing. I, I just was all in. And his theme song was literally the perfect fit for him. And I was just over the moon. And then he comes up to the main roster, and he immediately gets hurt. And I'm like, oh, shit, that sucks. All right, it's fine. He'll be injured. He'll come back. He'll be good as new. He comes back. He has some of the best promo work I've ever seen. And he – I still remember the one where he lit up, like, five different people in one promo. Um, It involves uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, uh, Mustafa Ali, um, Daniel Bryan, Rowan was there as well because they were a thing because Daniel Bryan was the champion. And, um, oh, this was, oh, shit, and uh, Jeff Hardy. This was before the Elimination Chamber match before Mustafa Ali got injured and Kofi ended up coming in. But Joe gave the best promo I think WWE has had this century. I will say that, this century. He just mowed everybody down, and it was some of the best shit ever. And it's just like a man who is that gifted inside and outside of the ring, and you just let him go, there's got to be a reason. It's got to be medical because I don't see any other way that you would ever want to let Joe go. (laughs) And I'm sure Joe's going to go. He's got 90 days now to do whatever he needs to do to get it ready. And I guarantee you, if he goes back to Impact, Impact's going to explode. If he goes to AEW, it's going to be, forget it. It's going to be absolutely insane. So July 14th, put that in your calendars. That is when the 90-day clause is up. I'm assuming Slammiversary, once again, is going to be must-see. Because the whole other list of people that I mentioned And I know I'm focusing on Joe here, but um, the Iconics, first of all, it was stupid to even split them up. But I do like the fact that they let them both go at the same time. So they'll end up going somewhere together, I'm sure. Um, The best fit, obviously, I would think would be AEW because Sean Spears is already there. We'll see. Personally, I think they would probably do better in – Impact because Impact actually cares about their knockouts. AEW, the track record so far not doing so hot with the women. Yeah, they've slowly been turning it around a little bit, but it's not to the point yet where I think it's where it should have, what should be. Um, and everybody else, I know they they weren't really used on the roster all that much. But it's still it's still sad to see them lose their jobs. Um, I do appreciate everything that they've done um, in, in their time in WWE. Um There's not a single person on this list, top to bottom, that I did not enjoy what they did.
0: Yeah, like another one. Like I said, like Tucker. You know, one half of heavy machinery. One of the best, like... Like, like, like when I think of like, like, like next generation era, WWF, where their characters were over the top but good, yeah. heavy machinery.
1: Yeah, like I, them. I knew the the moment that Tucker turned on Otis um, and and caused Biz to to take the money in the bank uh, briefcase. I knew Tucker's days were numbered. Immediately. I was like, well, this is your future Endeavor match, sir. It's only a matter of time. And sure enough, he was on Raw, I think, twice in, in Java rules, and then he turned into chasing the 24-7 title. And I was like, it's only a matter of time. And I, and I felt terrible thinking that, but I knew that's what was going on. They knew they had money in Otis, and they wanted to just run with Otis. And actually, what Otis is doing now with Chad Gable, I'll actually say, is on par with what uh, Heavy Machinery did just as a heel. So, it's it just shows that you know Otis clearly has the star power here, which is which is which is sad uh, for Tucker. Um, Mickey James—they never used her properly uh, after she came back. So I hope that she goes to NWA, she could be with her husband, and I think she could be a cornerstone of the NWA women's division as long as she wants to wrestle until they can continue to build more stars.
0: Ooh, Camille would be threatened by that. Yep. (sighs) Ooh, I'm getting hot thinking about it, Scott.
1: That could be – obviously you have that, you have Thunder Rosa as well still over there. So those three women right there, there's three your cornerstones for the women's division for NWA hmm So um but yeah, I mean obviously I wish the best for everybody. You never you never like to see people fall in hard times. And um hopefully the next ninety days will will go by quickly for them and they'll all end up getting um you know, contracts somewhere else or interest or at least You know, being able to go through the indies and try to prove yourself, prove themselves again, if anything for themselves, and then maybe somebody signs them afterwards, you know, I hope the best. But there are certain people on that list that are like, well, 90 days, that 91st day, they're signed immediately. So Mm -hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see when that happens. And uh, at least thank God Samoa Joe get get to keep his name. So, I'm excited to see where he shows up next.
0: Well, I mean, he walked into the company with the name. I'd be shocked if they made him sign over his name.
1: No, I'm pretty sure he'd never do that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. like AJ Styles, same thing.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. A lot going on.
0: We will be watching. Like you said, Slammiversary might be worth watching. Who knows? There's a lot of... Everyone's on the up right now. Everyone's, you know, despite what you're watching in the news, wrestling is slowly making its way back up the card. So, who knows? Who knows, Scott? There's a lot of things going on in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> that being said, I think let's hop right into it. Scott, we will talk about the big four. I ah, can't say big four. Can't cheat other companies out. But We will talk about four of our favorites. We're gonna kick it off. Let's talk NWA quickly. NWA power. Um, so going off the bat. Uh Mims defeated Jeremiah Plunkett. Um where are the rest of these? Wow, there is like no results on this article. Bear with me, folks. <laughs>
1: Didn't they um, have a new show called Power Surge?
0: Yeah, that's what it was, and that's what I was looking at. All right. And the results I have. Do they even have a lot of wrestling clip? Uh... No, there's a lot of footage aired of Thunder Rosa beating Britt Baker in the unsanctioned match. Oh, so this must have been a short. It doesn't look like there was a lot that happened. Yeah, I only see one match. Was there not a lot?
1: Might have just been a review show.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's only one thing to do, Scott. Sam's going to (laughs) have to suck up the money.
1: And we have to jump into the fire. (laughs) I don't even know what their theme is now. I still, every time I hear that song, because I bought it naturally after it. Once I heard it a few times, it became ingrained in my brain. Yeah, so every time know, I hear it, I immediately think of
0: it. You know what I think it is? I think it's another uh Dawkins song, which is called Back for the Attack.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. So that's a thing. Well we're gonna We're just gonna get right into it then. We're gonna get into the nitty-gritty. Mania week is over. Scott, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the fallout from Takeover Stand and Deliver.
1: Hmm. NXT moving to its new night on Tuesday did pretty good in the uh, in their little ratings. I believe they, they topped 800k, which is which is good for them. Um, and uh, the show was uh, was pretty good. Uh, we started off with our uh, new NXT champion, Karrion Cross, with Scarlett basically just uh, addressing the NXT universe, stating that um, Finn Balor was one of the best that he's ever been in the ring with, but he was better. And anybody who wants a shot, stand up and he'll steamroll you too. So, Cross <laughs> um, with the championship just looks right. Uh, I loved loved Finn as champ, but Cross never lost his title. He unfortunately just lost it because of injury. So, this works. Where does this leave Finn? I don't know. Does he stay here? Does he go back up to the main roster now? I don't know. We'll see. A lot of a lot of up in the air when it comes to uh, this episode of uh of NXT and I'll bring it I'll bring this up now because it happened somewhere in the middle of the show but Roderick Strong quit NXT gave his resignation to Regal and with Roddy with his wife by his side and that was kind of the end of that so does that mean that Roddy's going to the main roster? Is he leaving? He wasn't a part of the um, the releases today, so I can only imagine that this is storyline driven. I hope, um, but we'll we'll see what happens. But we jumped right into our 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 matches for the night. Uh, our opening contest was for the NXT Tag Team Championships. It was MSK taking on Killian Dane and Drake Maverick and an interesting thing happened when MSK came out they were booed by the crowd which I thought was odd since they were like mega faces when they showed up but of course uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center now that actual fans are there are are really like how the uh, internet wrestling community are and when their, their favorites win the title, they immediately flip on them, and they hate them, which absolutely aggravates the ever living shit out of me, but that's the IWC for you. So um, it was a great match. Um, they really tried to keep um, Maverick away from Killian Game, obviously, because Killian is an absolute monster. Uh, MSK was able to win and uh, retain their champs. Uh, the championships. So uh, the interesting thing at the end of this, uh, once the match was over, MSK was able to take their belts and run. Um, Dane was in the ring, uh, tending to Maverick. And all of a sudden, Alexander Wolf of Imperium showed up, looked to start to talk to him. And then Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel attack and level killing Dane. So, unfortunately, part of me thought that they would try to recruit Dane, but it looks like they're just there to prove a point. Or or maybe that's how they're going to try to recruit them. Because later on in the show, and um, I think, I don't know if you mentioned this to me, Sam, but Walter had a nice um, message that he wanted to deliver to everybody that Imperium was going to grow and and going to expand. So naturally, that to me thought new members, and I almost had to change my pants because I love Imperium. And to add new members would just be absolutely outstanding. So who knows? But that's what I'm hoping for. I want a mega faction. You know how I feel about factions and how much I I, I love faction wars. So we'll see what happens. Uh, after that, uh, we ended up having a match between Mercedes Martinez and Jesse Kamea after she saved Robert Stone and Aaliyah in the back earlier in the in the day. Um, Jessica Kamea looked great in this match, but Mercedes Martinez was just too much. Uh, took her down. And uh, we also then had a little confrontation in the back uh, with uh, Martinez and uh, Zoe Stark. So that looks to be a match coming soon. And while Zoe's looked great in her matches, she hasn't taken a couple losses. Uh, I know she did get the big victory over Tony Storm. So. This could be a, a great little feud to start for, for, for Zoe. So we'll see. Uh, after that, uh, as Santos Escobar and Legada the Fantasma came out to the ring, and Santos opening, uh, doing an open challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship, which was answered by Kushida. And this match was absolutely outstanding. And then the shock happened. Kushida gets the win and is your new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I was like blown away. I did not expect that. I expected Santos to retain because of the match that he had with um <clears throat> with Jordan Devlin at TakeOver to deliver, and I expected him to have a longer run, but Kushida ends up getting steel steal and, and the win, and I'm glad that he got. he's getting his just dues. Uh, he was also met in the back afterwards by Jordan Devlin, but Devlin was actually being sent back home. So for now, Kushida's on his own. So
0: I wanna, I do want to bring up a point, and I think I've talked talk to you about this. I'm like, this was bittersweet for me. It was cool to go, oh, yeah, finally, he got a title. But at the same time... I'm also thinking to myself. He's gonna get buried into 205. He's gonna he's gonna end up at 205, and then that's gonna you know he. Uh, and it's not to knock anybody who carries that belt at all. Those cruiserweight belts, those are those are some uh, some talented people. But I feel like the you know some of the people that they throw there, they they throw them to the
1: dust. Well, I mean, the only the good thing is that this is the NXT cruiserweight title, so I mean they're they're guaranteed to still be on NXT. The problem is they don't have a lot of cruiserweights on NXT. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right. They'll have to bring some people over from Two Hundred Five Live, and that's fine. And maybe he'll make some appearances on that show. That's fine. They, that tries to drive more viewers over to Two Hundred Five Live. Myself, I used to watch it religiously. And then once they left television and went strictly to the network, I just, I couldn't follow it. I had a, just had other stuff that needed to be done. So I haven't watched that show in a long time and it's too bad because, um, I feel, I feel bad because, um, one of the wrestlers I used to watch, uh, up here in the Northeast, uh, August Gray is a constant fixture on 205 Live. So. I need to find time to go around to watching that again but as you know Sam we have absolutely no free time. You <laughs> talking we got all the free time in the world to yeah. Watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, of course. I you know I didn't watch 6 hours of wrestling today. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. How are you really feel, Scott? <laughs> lots of lots of wrestling. So, after that we had our nice little debut. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez went out to the ring with Dakota Kai, and Raquel basically stating that, you know, she wouldn't be where she was without Dakota, and, and you know, basically Dakota's like her, her big hype person and whatnot. Then the debate, debate uh, the, the that's a word, the debut that I was talking about, we got to see Frank A. Frank A. Frankie Monet, I want to call her Frankie Monet, because it kind of sounds better, but Frankie Monet shows up. For those of you who don't know, this is Taya Valkyrie's new name. Yes, a lot of people hate it. Personally, it's already growing on me, and the reason why is because Taya actually explained on Twitter why she picked the name. Uh, Monet, obviously, because it's French. And Frankie, because she always likes unisex names, so she said this was perfect for it. So, and I'm as soon as I got that, I'm like, all right, I can dig that. And that it fits makes sense. The character. There. Yes, she's very bougie. She's all about you know. She's got the money. She's got the puppy. She's all good. All good to go. Uh, basically, she comes out introduces herself to the world and to Raquel, basically stating that, you know, she's going to be coming for this title uh, at at some point. But the nice surprise that we ended up getting after that was we got a, a return from both Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Obviously from WrestleMania with Rhea winning the Raw Championship, Uh, Women's Championship and Bianca winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. They had a nice little reunion, and with Raquel, uh, they showed an old photo of the three of them before, and now they're all champions. So it was a nice little go, you know, little good feel, you know, feel moment. feel moment. I should have known that this would be like the prelude to today but I was too busy being caught up in the, oh, this is a nice moment. I like this. <laughs> uh, after that, we had the last battle between uh, Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff with Isaiah getting the win. Uh, and then our main event of the evening was an eight-person eight, ma- eight person mixed tag match as uh, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon took on the way. Um, and some of my favorite things happened in this match, and they all rotated around Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> I have been the biggest Index fan since Indy Hartwell decided that she wanted to be completely horny on Main. For Dexter Loomis. <laughs> now, even during, earlier in the night on the show, she made some ridiculous comment about wanting to be in the ring with Dexter so she could handle her business, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't help but just start laughing my ass off. It was great. I was dumb I was. I was oh my god, it was so good. Um, so at one point during the match, <laughs> Dexter is attacking. I don't I think it might have been Austin awesome Theory at the point. At this point. So, Indy, she didn't want to attack Dexter, but she wanted to get his attention. So, she did a bump to herself and lands and kind of, like, collapses and passes out. Like, she's unconscious. And naturally, Dexter notices it behind her, uh, behind him, and he just kind of looks back and he, he becomes a little worried. So... I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" So he goes to pick her up, and she—you can see her lips are starting to pucker, and—and and then I think Candace attacked or something, and she got so mad, and yeah, she pulled just, her off, and she's like yelling at her. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah. oh, see, it's—it's it's, sometimes goofy shit in 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 wrestling is fun. This to me is fun. I like a good little romance storyline. And, of course, with Johnny and Candace being mom and dad and Indy and um, Austin being the kids, it's, like, just – it's just good fun. So I, another point later, a little bit later on in the match, Indy kind of does the same thing on the, on the apron of the rope, uh, and um, Dexter picks her up. And carries her to the back. And she's playing dead. And then all of a sudden, she kind of like has one arm around and wraps the other one around his neck. And she kind of looks back at the ring with a big smile and gives a thumbs up. And then she goes back to being limp. I died at that moment. I was like, this is the greatest. I love this so much. So they go off. And um, Bronson Reed drops his tsunami splash from the top rope. They end up getting the win. Um, I hear now that this team is going to be called down with the thickness, and I was like, I approve this message. <laughs> um, what we didn't see after the show aired uh, ended was they had one of those WWE exclusives that they do, um, where they're trying to, or uh, I think it was Michaela McKenzie, I believe, was trying to interview the way, and they're all. Upset because they don't know where Indy is, and all of a sudden you see Indy walk into the frame, and her hair's kind of all messed up a little bit. And Mackenzie's like, Are "You gonna spill this tea?" And Johnny's like, "There's no tea to spill. Well, nothing happened. She just, you know, she's she's fine. She's here now." And Candace is on her cell phone calling the cops, and because you know, just calling the cops on Dexter because you know, disappeared, and you see Candace walking in and out of the frame talking to the police and at one point she goes she's on the police uh, on the phone and she yells she's like he kidnapped our son and walks out of the thing <laughs> If you haven't seen this clip go find it it's about 3 4 minutes long but it's it's so good It's just it adds to everything and I just I love it so much So look yeah I never thought Johnny Gargano
0: would make that like he was great as a face. And I was like, Johnny
1: Gargano as a heel doesn't work. And it's working. Yeah. And he's not like... I don't know what to classify him as a... like what Because there are different types of heels. I don't know what to classify him as. I mean, he's not really a... A shit heel. I mean, he's kind of like a... A snarky heel, maybe? I don't know if that would probably be the best about it? I don't know, but yeah, it, it, it's working. Um, So I'm all for the way. I love it. I even bought some of their merch, and I told myself not to buy any more merch. Naturally, when I saw it, I was like, hey, right, well, I want to buy some more merch. <laughs> and here you are, Scott. And here I am. Taking some joy, some joy in this day. This is a sad day. Yeah, but after that NXT was like I said it was good, but then we move on to Wednesdays where there used to be some type of war, but now it's just a Dynamite Day. So Sam, what happened on to Dynamite tonight? Dynamite or was it was Dynamite. Let's let's
0: let's <laughs> you know, start with that first and foremost. We kicked off with the tag team championship match between the Bucks. And death triangle and the Bucks have reinvented themselves, kinda. They just took the tassels off. (laughs) I was expecting like some kind of like over the top change, but they
1: didn't really change their attire too much. The white suits were, or the white attire was nice. It's kind of like weren't they a little bit like that in New Japan? A little little bit, bit? yeah.
0: You know, tassels were gone though. You know, it just
1: the more serious.
0: well, my buddy, one of my buddies texts me. He goes, "I don't like their their heel turn," and I'm like, "Dude, I go realize something. Bullet Club was all heels." Hmm. Um. But this is this is exactly what you would expect from the Bucks taking on you know Death Triangle, Ray Phoenix, and Pac. And this was this this match. I'm watching my phone, and the match was going. This match went over the first half hour.
1: Yeah, it was a long-ass match.
0: <laughs> it was a good long-ass match. Yeah. You know, everybody looked great. Pac looked incredible. I love seeing Pac. We don't see enough of him. Granted, I think COVID has kind of, like, torn us away from him a bit. Yeah. But uh, Bucks ended up retaining, as expected. Following that, we had... um. Red velvet take on Jade Cargill. Um with Cargill defeating Velvet. Um Red Velvet is slowly becoming one of my favorites. Jade, mm. you know, still early in her career. Um I'll take it. I'll take what she's doing. I I don't know what it is
1: about her. I just I don't like her. I like, nothing against her personally, but it's just I'm not. I'm not connecting with her character. Well, like, like I said, it's still early in her career. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that, but I mean, like someone like Red Velvet, she's also brand new. But I fully I fully get that, and it's just like, like you said, quickly becoming a favorite. But I don't know what it is. Well, Jade, it's just, it's just, it's just not connecting, and I'm just yeah. like. I feel bad, and it's just like I want to like or I want to hate her because obviously she's the heel, but it's like I'm indifferent. And that's, I think, for, for a wrestling fan, that's, that's a bad place to be in with somebody. So I just want her to do something that will make me be like, all right, I got you. But right now, like you said, it's still early, so I'm not, like, trashing her. I'm just saying right now I'm, 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 not, I'm not getting it. So nope. we'll see. Fair enough for, you know and, you know, granted, I
0: remember when the Dark Order started and I was yep. like, fuck, like nobody got it. And well, uh, the promo we had today, uh, uh, this week's promo, <laughs> you, know, you know, with the uh, hangman talk and he's like, oh, I'm going to go do this. And he's like, yeah, hey, why don't you move it? You know, Um What's his name? John Silver's over there. He's like, oh, 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 oh. He's like trying to move
1: his arm after his surgery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like things like with Dark Order. Like when, when Brody Lee came, it was just like, oh, my God. All right, now these guys are serious. This is a big deal. And ever since his passing, Dark Order is going to be faces forever. I don't think they can ever turn heel. There's just no way. No. I don't see it. Like, the only thing they could possibly do to make them, like, the worst people ever would be to turn on Bernie Lee Jr. On negative one. That would be the absolute worst thing that they could possibly do. But I don't see that ever happening. Because he's in love with all of them.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love, I love when he comes out with Ty. Yes!
1: Oh, my God. It's adorable. I know. Yes.
0: It, it melts. It, it just, oh.
1: And, yeah, and he's he's also at that age, so he's starting to notice things, and they catch him, and it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I haven't noticed that, but I will have to go back and check.
1: Yeah, there was a couple things. Somebody put it on the internet um, that he they, they're like, oh, negative one caught in four K, looking at. I think it was probably a tie, and um, it was just so funny. I was just like, uh, well, I mean, he is close to being at that age, so I guess that kind of makes sense. But it's just, yeah, it was. It's it's all in comical, good fun.
0: But yeah,
1: he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, up next, we have the Ingring debut of Anthony Ogogo, a former Olympic athlete. I know mean, he might even be a medalist, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he was a
1: bronze medalist in in, in boxing. I believe that's what they said. Looked good. Um,
0: didn't really catch my eye, but again, this is part of the factory. This is the beginning of, uh, QT Marshall's faction. Yeah. I, uh, I think my thing is I'm kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but I'm kind of bored with the, we're going to get the one guy who can beat the shit out of people in one, sh- like in like 10 seconds. And it's not even just AEW. It's like, yeah. across
1: the board. Everybody does that. Yeah, I know.
0: It's like, oh, um, this person's gone. Like Lance Archer's not doing it anymore. Let's bring in Brian Cage, you know? Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think with Anthony Ogogo, I think the whole point was just to be like, oh, you know, he's a bronze medalist in boxing. So here, let's have, you know, this guy take a kidney shot. It's going to take him completely out of the match. I, that's fine. I can see that happening because you know they kind of set a precedent because he did it to Cody last week. So it's like, all right, this kid clearly has powerful, you know, body shot. So we'll run with this for a little bit. Is he obviously? He's probably still green as shit when it comes to wrestling. So we'll we'll let him just punch people for a little bit. Until you know somebody slaps him around, and then he has to wrestle. So for now, i'm 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 okay with this because also is trying to help Qt. Marshall and the factory, which they call he's calling his faction, seem more legitimate. So
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, I also want to say, I love the fact that aew was turned into a faction farm. Because I want them all to succeed, and I want massive wars later on. You you know, it's
0: funny. Somebody I know said that they don't like how everyone's in a faction, and I go, what was the Attitude Era?
1: Yep, number one, all of New Japan. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of WCW was in one
1: faction at one point, except for, like, Sting. Yeah, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, Sting, DDP, and like uh Brooker T. Yeah, a handful of other wrestlers. They weren't in the NWO. And then once the NWO split, then it just kind of all went to hell. But that's whatever. That's a whole nother story. But yeah. no, I mean factions are good because it shows that you know people can work together. And it's nice to see two groups just go to war. Like I'm loving the inner circle and the pinnacle just ripping each other apart. You mean the pineapple? Yes, oh my God, I know. I love how he calls it the Jericho calls it the pineapple. Like the first time he did it, I was like, wait, did he just botch that? I'm like, oh no, okay, I see what he's doing. Um, and then he did it again this past week, and I was just like, all right. That's he did the it nice again. Running joke.
0: He stopped because I think it was Santana. He just like leaned over to him, he got quiet.
1: He's like, Sorry, the pinnacle. Pinnacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm surprised he's using the word pineapple because you know he hated pineapple Pete. So this is well. I mean, I mean, I'll take that back. The inner Circle is now a face group, so I guess that's that's understandable. Now, so I just said that they. I think I
0: tweeted last night. I think that he just hates pineapples.
1: It's true. That might also be very true. You might have yeah. Hmm. <laughs> But speaking of the pinnacle in the inner circle, what a segue.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next match, match. Yeah. Dax Hardware taking on Chris Jericho with Mike Tyson as the ring enforcer. This here was an awesome, awesome bout. Um, What can I say about this? Um Jericho got to perform well, Das got to perform well this this felt like a little more old school yeah um i um is this the one where everyone broke out of the fucking I'm trying to remember which match was it where everyone came out
1: um was it this one? there were actually a few matches that had massive brawls attached to them, no, um, but there was one where like um
0: um, Lance Archer came out
1: at the end. Oh, I don't know. I know he came out during Sting's interview.
0: That might have been it. Might be mix mixing that up. Oh yeah, we had the interview. It's it sucks the the article I always go through never carries the promos. It just covers <laughs> the matches.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but. Yeah, we had the um, great match. I loved at the end where uh, Cash Wheeler took a
1: like a fist from Mike Tyson. He sold it so well. He had the arms out like he was legitimately knocked out. It was great. I, I thought it. he actually there... took one. He might have. I mean, you never know. But he, he 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 sold it perfectly.
0: Yeah. No. It was it was good. It was fun. Uh, I love this battle. Um, Th- this is this is worth your money if you're not watching AEW this is what you need to be watching it for at least yep. um i do want to back up now I mention it so we yes we had the Sting interview and there was a lot of people that came out during that we had the Christian Cage interview also i think very important to mention yes um because Christian Cage said he will not join Team Taz nope um also Christian Cage made sure. No, no. Taz made sure before the interview that it was only going to be Hook, Will Hobbs, and him coming out.
1: Yeah.
0: And Starks and Cage were going to stay in the back. Um. Definitely seen the cracks. Yeah.
1: Which is too bad, but. It is what it is. So,
0: you know, towards the end of all of that. Um, we had a second woman's match tonight on this episode. I know. Chris Statlander returned, looked better than she probably did. Um, take it on Ambernova.
1: Uh, I'm a big fan of Ambernova. Um, I've seen a bunch of her indie work, uh, and I just love the fact that she's just like, Hey, I'm just gonna work on my own car, and I just love her gimmick. It, it's 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 really cool. Um, if you're not following her on, like, her socials, you should. It's some it's pretty cool shit. Uh, so it was nice to see her get uh, a debut. Obviously, Chris Statlander loved, loved me some Alien. So I'm glad she's back. She's healthy, and she looks phenomenal in this match. Um, so for me, this was just, like, a, 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 good, a good moment all around. But, yeah, it was nice to see uh, Statlander get herself Back on The Winning Ways. I love how she's with... Um... With best friends. Oh, it fits. <laughs> it does. I mean, because before she got injured, she was kind of doing stuff backstage with Orange Cassidy already. So, like you said, it fits perfectly. So I, I'm glad that now they're a little four-person faction. So, Yeah.
0: So, following that... We had the main event: the Falls Count Anywhere between Darby and Matt Hardy. Bro, great. <sighs> well, th- this match, yeah. <sighs> the Hardy Boys themselves—yes, they're a legendary tag team up at this point. They're almost like borderline hardcore legends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially for some of the matches they've been in. Absolutely.
0: And this here between, like, you know, some of the shit that he and Matt did. Um, you know, the whole Hardy uh, Office came out at one point. Uh, Dark Order came out. Um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This was the match. This was in the middle of the match. Yeah. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky came out. Attack Sting. Lance Archer came out to protect him. Like this was just a all out brawl. Yeah. Um, Alan did a fucking coffin drop from a 20-foot ring truss, ring and truss. <sighs> Onto the commentators table.
1: Man. That that was yeah. That was crazy. This was a battle. It was. I I really appreciated it. I mean, maybe that's why, you know, EW this week got 1.2 million viewers. I think maybe the third time they've cracked a the mill, but being on Wednesday by themselves, they certainly did a good job this past week, especially with this Matt just made event. So I look forward to seeing if uh, they're going to continue cracking that mill. We will see. But overall, it was a decent, decent week.
0: Um, I feel like the you know, there were there were like five matches. It felt like it was shorter than usual. Well, a lot more a talking.
1: A lot more yeah, talking than normal.
0: Um but it was worth it. I mean the opening match, the ending match. There weren't really bad matches here. No. Um, but mania over. We have rebellion, which we'll get into shortly the 24th and then end of May, Scott. It's, can you believe we're going on our third double or nothing pay-per-view? It's insane. It blows my mind. Third double or nothing. That being said, we're going to switch things up and impact is now the last show of the week.
1: It is.
0: Until Scott and I decide to bring something else on like MLW. True. or next UK, or whatever we decide to watch because we got nothing better to do with our lives. <laughs> oh. so. so, kicking off this week, we had Josh Alexander taking on TJP. It's a good opening contest. Great opening contest. Let me tell you, Josh Alexander is probably pushing my top five in Impact. Mm. He is so good he just, oh my I don't even, mm.
1: and the fact that he likes all of our tweets makes me really happy. <laughs> I
0: didn't even think about that. Yeah, he does do that. Um, it was just, you know, it was a great, but anytime Josh Alexander's in the ring, I'm like, okay, put my phone down. I'm going to watch what he does. Right. And TJP. Well, what could you say? Uh, Josh Alexander-Ellis won this uh, following that we had another vignette for Taylor Wilde's return.
1: Yes.
0: Was that Wilde. next
1: week? Uh, I think it just said soon. I don't believe they, they gave an actual date. But um, her win over um, uh, Awesome Kong is still one of the greatest upsets in like all of Impact Wrestling history. Um, it was funny because after they showed this like because I watch, I watched it on Twitch. Because now I'm back on the Impact train, Hooray. And um, they showed when they show commercials on um, Access TV on Twitch, they just show old things during it, TNA's history. And one of those was actually ter- uh, Taylor Wilde's win over uh, Awesome Kong. So, yeah, it's nice to see that. She's coming back, and it'll be interesting to see what she does when she's back. I'm not familiar with her work,
0: but I'm, you know, Miska, I'm always open to see, and you know, experience more, more wrestlers.
1: Yeah, she was, she was there for a short amount of time. Uh, she's a former, obviously a former Knockouts champion, and she's actually one half of the first ever Knockouts Tag Team champions um, during that belt's first run. Um, but yeah, she was only there, I think, for a few years, and then she left just to pursue other other things. But now, now she's back, so it should be interesting. I mean, I'm excited. I like it when old stars come back for for a little run, just to see just to see if they can still do it.
0: Now, following that, we had Carl Anderson taking on uh, Crazy Steve. Uh, Carlin's getting the win here, you Now, um, get another good, good bout. Uh, following that, we had Ace Austin and Madman Fulton visit Swingers Palace. I always love this bit. <laughs> ah, yes, especially because of today. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was good because, you know, he's, you know, um, Ace Austin comes in asking about the odds for him winning at, a Rebellion. Because he does have a match for Rebellion. I think the of tr- uh...
1: the X Division Championship, I believe, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I guess he doesn't have good odds. You know, TJP and Alexander walk in, talk about their odds of winning. And then we get
1: Petey Williams dressed up as... <laughs> no, no. He, he, he wasn't dressing up. He was Maple Leaf Muscle once again. That okay. was his that was his legitimate thing when he was with Scott Steiner back in the day. So he was just revisiting his old life. And he delivered the Steiner math once again. And I I loved this promo so much, especially when they start showing like some of the girls that were there with their mouths and their jaws just kind of hanging open, as Petey's explaining the the chance. <laughs> uh it was oh, it was so good just, mm. See, yeah that's the kind of stuff i don't know i uh, see uh i know that's the sad part like for people who haven't watched the product like in the old days like you'd watch that and be like what but just knowing the old steiner math promo and how just how ridiculous that was back in the day and to have it redone tonight, like I was on the verge of tears, laughing so hard as Petey Williams was reciting it word for word again. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, Sam, you have a little bit of homework to do to go back and try to find that promo.
0: Well, I've seen the original Scott Steiner one. Okay, okay. I've seen that one. But if he, if Petey Williams did it, but, but you know between then. And, you know, tonight,
1: then, no, I have not seen that. No, no, no. I don't think he ever has, but he back then, he was Maple Leaf Muscle. That was what Petey Williams had turned into uh, when he joined Scott Steiner uh, as, a, as a tag team. He was no longer, you know, Petey Williams, uh, the Canadian, you know, destroyer. He was Maple Leaf Muscle. <laughs> he was... <laughs> It was it was atrocious to see, but it was so hilarious at the same time. So, so. what you're telling
0: me is, uh, since we don't have the WWE Network anymore, I guess while we wait for them to put Nitro back on, because I was in the middle of that, I was actually started Nitro, um, I uh, should go back and watch Impact start to finish.
1: Yeah, do that Impact Plus. I'm sure they have it on there somewhere.
0: I will keep that to my list of things, including Lucha Underground. Um
1: I did. I I didn't mention it. I didn't say anything. But you're thinking it, Scott. You're always thinking it. I'm always thinking Lucha Underground. Always.
0: I know. You go to every every time you go by a church, you go in there, you light a candle, you are like, please let Sam watch Lucha Underground. <laughs> the time. A little prayer. A little prayer. Um.
1: But I will that, visit had, the temple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> following that, we had the uh, quick promo with Eddie Edwards and Willie Mack, um, talking about their match at Hardcore Justice. Because, you know, Saturday, there was nothing going on on Saturday, so everyone got to watch this. Um, actually, I found out this happened earlier in the day, too. This didn't yeah. happen during Mania. Um,
1: Interesting. So, That's right. Yeah, the start time on this was much earlier in the day. Um,.
0: You know, they just uh, talked about Hardcore Justice, how somebody attacked Tommy Dreamer before the match during the Impact Plus event. Yeah, you know, quick, quick, short promo. Uh, Vampire Design comes out. Uh, James Stone and Chris Sabin come to save their ass. And boom, we have another match scheduled for Rebellion. Nice
1: eight-man tag. Um, I also have to say I love the fact that Rhino is now uh, a part of Violet by Design. I know I haven't watched Impact in a hot minute, so when he when they all first came out, I was like, "Wait, why is Rhino there?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He just recently joined, and he, it's already a perfect fit for him. Like he can already go back to being crazy Rhino again. It's great. I love it." Uh,
0: following, y- 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 you know what? Let me let me let me make a. I wanted to say this earlier. So watching Watch an impact tonight. Rhino doesn't look like he's aged.
1: No. <laughs> he
0: doesn't. Um and he still looks good for his age, you know, maybe a little heavier than he used to be, but you know, he doesn't look like he's aged in his face at all. Right. Um, following that we had Jazz's retirement ceremony. Uh, Jazz came out, made a really good speech. Um, fire and flavor came out, Um, uh, you know, running their mouths. And all of a sudden, Scott DeMora uh, tells the ref, yeah, they get a match tonight. And uh, Jordan and Jazz defeated them in like five minutes.
1: Yeah, it was a real quick match.
0: Which was a shocker because, you know, like they were saying throughout the match, you know, you usually go out on your back.
1: Mm-hmm. They didn't. Nope, Jazz went out on top.
0: Okay. but now Jordan Grace has a sh- you know Jordan Grace and Jazz have a shot at the titles at Rebellion. However, Jazz because when they did this, I'm like they're not gonna pull this kind of bullshit because it actually that's that's another thing that bothers me. Put put it on a list of things that irks Sam. <laughs> uh, she was like, I'm a woman of my word, so I'm not going to. Um, so she has a partner for Jordan Grace for Rebellion for the titles. It could be anybody.
1: Um, yep. And unfortunately, since this is not taped live, I'm assuming it's nobody from the list today.
0: Or maybe there's something random. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they had a list of people. Um, We'll see. I don't know. We'll be, you and I, I know we'll be spending the money. We'll be watching the pay-per-view. Um, For obvious reasons, not like a big match is happening or anything. No, 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 not at all. Uh, <laughs> following that, we had this pick-your-poison match. So my understanding was each competitor, you know, each Brian Myers and Matt Cardona got to pick the other's opponent. Correct. Yep. Um, Matt Cardona picked Jake Something, where Brian Myers defeated him. And Miles Myers picked a good one with Sammy Callahan taking on mm. Cardona. Cannot get enough of Callahan. And Callahan wins. And immediately they go into this promo with Trey Miguel. And now he talks about how he was the one who took out Tommy Dreamer. And Trey's not buying it. Trey don't care. Trey wants no part of it. Yeah. For whatever reason, that dastardly bastard, Sammy... (laughs) He wants him. Like the more the more like he gets his ass kicked, the more he wants Trey Miguel. It's true. And it's it's just I want to
1: see where this goes. I'm I I I, kind of like followed along on on online about this whole whole thing going on, but seeing it tonight, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I want to see what's going on. He clearly sees something in Trey that Trey's not seeing. So, it'd be interesting to see if Trey eventually um, joins forces with him. Hmm. Or if it turns into another, you know, feud of the year. So, we'll see. We will see.
0: Um, So, following that, we had what would go into the press conference. First, we had Finju's kind of, like, mocking the Good Brothers. <laughs> which was a good promo. Good bit. Yeah. Um and then we had the we had the we had the press conference. You know, S- you know, Swan, uh Scott Damore, Tony Khan, and Jerry Lynn. No Omega, no Don Callis. Asking questions all of a sudden Kenny's music hits. We get an inc- you, know, you know, you know, Kenny comes out when they're talking. Um, some really good questions, you know. Really, both both voices of the you know each company, I think, mm-hmm. were very unbiased. You know, the one question that comes to mind was, you know, about hey, how is the champion who wins this match going to be able to take on both uh, both commitments?
1: Yep, I thought that was an excellent question to be asked, and they, both sides did an excellent job answering it. So it'll be nice to see whoever wins this match on Sunday will be at both shows. And they will be defending both or defending the title on whatever show they're going to be on. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then Kenny, you know, Kenny's talking. Sorry, the World Champion, Kenny, by God, Omega.
1: By God, Omega. Um, I I do love what Don Callis says that, too.
0: (laughs) He is one of the best mic workers in the industry. I've seen people say that they're sick of him. I'm like, yo, sit down, shut up,
1: listen to the Don. Oh, my God. He is... He is the type of manager that you want to beat the ever-living shit out of. But at the same time... You have to respect him a little bit because the way he just the way he delivers his lines, they're so good.
0: I have never admired. There are very few people in the industry who I admire. More than Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, to me, is a genius. Yeah. Don Callis, I might think, maybe even more intelligent.
1: That's saying a lot. Yeah. He's 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 uh he's <sighs> that's 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 almost almost blast blasphemous. <laughs> Blasphemy! I well,
0: mean I mean I've also been known to say that, you know, I think if I was to make a uh rushmore of like managers or like wrestling well, wrestling managers are just wrestling brains, you know. Well, like you know, uh, I would say Paul Heyman and like Bobby the Brain would yeah. be two of them. You know, Paul Heyman I, is just a
1: fucking incredible. Yeah. Um. But Don I, I is put, like I would put Don up there. Mm-hmm. And my fourth, maybe Mister Fuji. That was the one I was thinking of. Great minds think would... alike probably be my fourth yeah that's a that's a good question for our listeners what's Um, their mount rushmore of managers all of the above i agree um
0: but you know this was this was clever um Kenny goes, you know, this is the last time I'm going to be civil with you and after that it's war. He goes to shake his hand. Rich is looking down at him. I'm like Rich isn't going ri- to shake shake his hand. Then he goes to reach out and then Kenny fucking smacks him. And I'm like, <laughs> let's, let's go."
1: go. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Brawl starts, belts go flying, tables go flying, security rushes the stage and
0: <sighs> we are now week and a half, not even a week and a half away from rebellion. Scott, do you realize our next show is going to be our go home show?:
1: We're doing so many go home shows, Sam. <laughs> are we even home anymore? We're just consistent.
0: I, We're just traveling. I,
1: we're just yeah, we're always we're always going somewhere. And then, you know, a few weeks after this, then it's WrestleMania Backlash. And then after that it's double or nothing. And then after that, it's whatever the next WWE review is. we're well, just going.
0: Actually, wait a minute. Actually, you can't you can't knock out uh Do, you know, Dominion is gonna be
1: in June. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, no, nope, you are correct. Nerds. It's just- <laughs> There's So many, so many shows to cover. Uh, I also, I cannot wait to start being able to travel and actually be able to watch some shows live and <sighs> be good.
0: Scott, I think, uh, I think the Bedlam is going to have to take its uh, take itself on the road. Um, and we're going to have to go and check out some uh, other promotions out there, and because I was just watching a documentary about. Um ccw i think i mentioned earlier and i'm like man wouldn't it be awesome to be like go to a ccw show or a gcw show or go see an impact show you know i think yep. bedlam is gonna have to you know take the bedlam on the road
1: i would be completely okay with that
0: i would too well folks This has been above the ring. We're we're past WrestleMania now. But the party is just beginning because, like we said, next week, go-home show for Impact Rebellion. And if you do not already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Media underscore Bedlam. You can find myself as the S.O.B. Official and Scott, Scotty J. Stream. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. We are on all streaming platforms, including Pandora now. If you... If you do follow us on one of those, please like, subscribe, share us, rate us, send a review. Tell people why Bedlam Media and Above the Ring is the podcast that you choose to listen to, why everyone else should choose to listen to do so as well. Guys, thank you for so much for listening to Above the Ring. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Bedlam
1: Media. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill.